0: What's going on, boys and girls? Welcome back to another episode of Pack the Brew. We got a lot of signs to talk about, but headline this episode is we have three new players in the Hall of Fame. Headed into Cooperstown, uh, Adrian Beltrade, Todd Helton, and Joe Maurer with a few guys just missing out and a lot of guys that fell off the ballot. But first off, how are you feeling about the three guys that got inducted yesterday?
1: All of these guys are very deserving of it, obviously. Uh, Beltre got in with a 95%, I think. Um, Helton uh, gets in on, I think, his sixth year on the ballot. And Mauer, one of those obvious guys that it was a no-brainer, Um Billy Wagner missed by five votes. He enters his final year on the ballot next year. And the Helton thing, and I'm glad he got in because I was really hoping that he was going to. Uh, Ryan, obviously, very passionate about it on the show, Um, but... You know, Helton played in Colorado, right, It gets that gets that boost uh, according to some people. But slash two, 287, uh, 386, 469 on the road. Not to mention, you know, that altitude takes it out of you. I'm not sure if you've ever tried to hike in Colorado, Ryan, but it, it takes it out of you pretty quick. So playing a professional baseball game is not an easy feat either. So uh, glad that all of those guys got in, specifically Todd Helton.
0: Absolutely. And yeah, you, if you guys listen, uh, what was it? A couple months back, I was very passionate. How I felt about Todd Helton entering the hall of fame, super happy for him. Uh, Beltret, 95.1%. I just want to know who thought this guy wasn't a hall of famer. I'm very confused by the people that did not vote for him. Uh, and then Joe Maurer. Listen, I think he's a hall of famer. I voted for him when we did our fake ballots. We don't actually have a vote. Unfortunately, that'd be pretty cool. But First ballot, though, is I don't know if he's a first ballot type guy. Like, that's that's for the greatest of the greatest. Mauer obviously loved great Hall of Famer, but I don't know about yeah. first ballot there. Do you? I mean, he got it, right? I mean, it's kind of a little late
1: now to kind of like, you know, be like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. But, like, he got it. <laughs> so I give it to him uh, because he's in now. But I think he deserved it, right? I mean, Maurer's one of those That's guys. That's fair. It's
0: not. It's not like it's keeping me up at night or anything. I, no, again, no, no, like no. I said, I voted for him too. Yeah, but how about how about Billy Wagner though? Man, just missed it. He's gonna get one last chance next year. You said this was his ninth ninth year. Yes. Correct? Yep. That's his final year on the ballot next year. Um, I mean, I get it. Relievers don't get the same respect. There's only what eight, nine single digits in the Hall of Fame, but. How how is Billy Wagner not in? How is it, he's gonna get it next year, barn Something insane. But how, 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 how did how is he not in by now? It's this is ridiculous.
1: Yeah, uh, Billy Wagner is gonna go up with what might be one of the greatest Hall of Fame classes, like potential Hall of Fame classes of all time in 2025. CC Sabathia, Ichiro Suzuki, Dustin Pedroia. Uh, Felix Hernandez, Curtis Granderson, Russell Martin, Hanley Ramirez, Adam Jones, Ian Kinsler, Brian McCann, Ben Zobrist, and Troy Tulewitzki, uh enter the ballot next year. An absolutely stacked ballot, if you ask me.
0: Yeah, next year's going to be a lot of fun. I think Itrio is going to get every single vote. I mean, if he doesn't, then there's something very, very wrong with that. Uh, a guy who is not going to be on that 2025 ballot, though, is Gary Sheffield. He missed it this year. He got just less than 64% of the vote. Remember, you need 75%. He missed it. It's going to take, uh, I forget what they call it, but he can still get in, just not the usual way. Do you think Gary Sheffield is a Hall of Famer?
1: I mean, we talked about it on the show, The fir- when we talked Hall of Fame, um, you know, you have your ba- your biases here and there, but I think Gary Sheffield's a Hall of Famer, but like AmFam, uh, Miller Park, comments aside, I think Gary Sheffield is a Hall of Famer if I'm forced to put away my bias there. Uh, one guy, though, who Ryan and I both said was the no-doubter, Alex Rodriguez only receives 34.8% of votes. Um, so nowhere even close to receiving the uh, honor. Ryan, is he
0: ever going to get 75? Okay, so this argument kind of came crashing down last year when David Ortiz made it. But I said, and so many people have said this, it's not like it's my quote, but that until Barry Bonds is in, none of these PED guys are going to make it. And Ortiz, obviously, made it. There's other guys who did cheat or did other things that are in Cooperstown. And A Rod, obviously, I fully agree with it. I think he should have been first ballot. I think it's absolutely ridiculous he's not in. Thankfully it's it's only his third year. He's still got plenty of time. I think he will make it. As we see Sheffield make it in the next few years, uh I think we're gonna we're gonna see Bonds make it finally. Absolutely ridiculous he's not in. Uh and I think we will see Arod sometime. Uh, soon too
1: yeah I agree with you um obviously the A-Rod thing was brutal not that I expected him to get in this one but uh when Ryan and I both sat down we were like hey if there's one guy in this entire draft like Hall of Fame draft class that you're gonna take on your 1-1 if you're gonna draft these guys as Hall of Famers your 1-1 it should be Alex Rodriguez if you've watched any baseball ever
0: no, but but don't you know it's just because he tucked PDs. If he didn't, he'd be he'd be working at McDonald's, right? Because that's how, how that's how it works. Um, so if you guys did fall off the ballot, you need five percent to remain on. Jose Bautista, Victor Martinez, Bartolo Colon, Matt Holiday, Agon, Brandon Phillips, Jose Reyes, James Shields all fell off. Reyes and Shields both got zero votes. Any of those guys you think should have stayed on to pretend, potentially, you know, at least get another chance or you think all those guys should be knocked off i mean ryan you want to filibuster here real quick uh i'm
1: gonna yeah, look at what i, I had I fully, down i
0: fully agree with it yeah uh the fact bartolo cologne got five votes is absolutely ridiculous and I, I have no hate towards this man but it's just oh fat guy home run he, he had a good career a nice solid long career but he is nowhere close to all famer thankfully he won't make it but the fact he even got five votes just because he's fat is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I can't I can't understand how Phillips or Agon got votes either. I, I just – really, any of these guys, I don't understand how they got votes. Everyone above them who stayed on, there's plenty who I don't think should be in Cooperstown. But the everyone below, I can't, I can't even fathom how they even – anyone took tuck, tuck them into consideration. Unless they are a fan of the team that they represented, really, is the only way it makes sense to me.
1: Yeah, very fair. Uh, I mean, as as for guys that I had on my list that I voted for, I had Agon on there. Um, but other than that, I don't think I had anybody that, like, deserved. I mean, Aegon falling off doesn't shock me at all, but he was one of the guys that I gave votes to. So I'm willing to stand on that.
0: That's fair. I mean, I, I highly disagree on it, but – I always respect people standing up for their uh, for their beliefs like that. So nothing wrong with that. Yeah, fall, falling
1: off of a take like that would be it's just a tough one to do. Uh, Ryan, though, I think we gotta talk Reese Hoskins. Uh, a huge moment for myself personally. Uh, didn't sleep, didn't sleep very well Tuesday night because of the signing. Um, but man, model of consistency. The the first baseman with the highest upside on the market. I was a huge, huge
0: fan of this signing for Milwaukee. Thank thank God. I mean, this was the first, (laughs) like, legit bat move they have made. They had an empty hole at first base, unless they wanted Jake Bowers starting there. No disrespect to him. Hopefully he'll be a good bench bat. But Reese Hoskins, I think he is automatically already probably their best hitter in the lineup. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, William, Yelich, Willie, good bats, obviously. But I think Hoskins is their best, and we'll see. He's coming off a, he's coming off zero games last year. You're not playing. This is the only reason he was even possible to get from Milwaukee, because if he played last year, he's going to contract that Mark would never have have paid out. So, I mean, are are we grateful for Nater's ACL? Kinda. That sounds horrible, but that's the only reason he's a Milwaukee Brewer, right? Yeah. So, I'll take it.
1: Yeah. Uh, shout out to real at real Mike Murph on Twitter, Mike Murphy, who made just an absolute unbelievable edit. Of uh, Reese Hoskins slamming a bat, Milwaukee, and that will be the moment that I just get goosebumps, and like I will forever live that Reese Hoskins is one of my favorite Brewers. If that ever happens, um, but I want to talk. I I do want to talk about that consistency thing. Never hit fewer than 27 homers in full se- in four full seasons, excluding 2020. 2020 wasn't real. Um, but Reese Hoskins, man, just that consistency is unbelievable. It's gonna be something that the Milwaukee Brewers like need so badly and to have a guy that you're going to be like, Holy crap. He's going to hit the baseball. Like, I just know he's going to hit the baseball. I'm getting like, like giggly and jittery all like right now. And we're, we're in January. So, uh, Reese Hoskins, welcome to Milwaukee. Very, very happy to have you here. Uh, please stay a very, very long time. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. And it's just, it just makes you so excited because before it's like, okay, we haven't done anything. Uh, you know, I'm excited for baseball season and whatever. But now it's like, we have Reese Hoskins. Like, let's let's go. And I, I said this before, and this is absolutely not a dig at Reese Hoskins in his bat. But I think it's just funny. And it really shows the difference of standards for baseball fans. You have Cubs fans, Yankee fans going for Shohei Ohtani, and You are like, oh, we didn't get him, whatever. But they're after Ohtani, Bellinger, Snell, Yamamoto, the absolute top guys. And it's realistic for him. And then for us, it's like we're hoping to get a guy who tore his ACL last year. You know, like hopefully uh, that will be awesome. That's my dream come true. And I'm very happy about it, but it's just it's just funny how baseball is.
1: Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Uh, obviously, we could talk Reese Hoskins
0: forever. But that
1: I, – I do want to ask one more. Is this the best move that the Brewers have made since Yelich? Since –
0: Yellich like, like Kane, a, yes a, yes, yes acquiring
1: thing. acquiring not the big deal the acquire of christian this, and Lorenzo. this Kane. is
0: the most money they have spent in free agency since Low Kane the only one in between that was uh, jackie bradley jr who i think had a 460 ops give or take for us in 2021 and we gave him 24 million which is i cannot believe they did that but uh yeah it was uh we don't spend much money here. So this was a great sign-in. And even if this does not work out, even if he's not healthy again, we're all happy about this. This was oh, a yeah. move the Brewers had to make. This was the best available bat at first base. I love it. Yes. I like every Brewer fan yeah. does. Uh,
1: One last thing. Uh, Adamus hit 24 homers last year. I mentioned that stat before. Adamus led the Brewers um, in home runs last year. And so... If you you know, I, I mentioned that stat earlier. Reese Hoskins has never hit less than twenty-seven homers in a season unless he's been injured. Um, like over the last four years, uh, including twenty twenty, like excluding twenty twenty. So he would be he will be the home
0: run leader on the Milwaukee Brewers like this upcoming season, which is just bonkers. This is me dreaming right here, but I oh, think yeah. the Brewers have four guys who have a realistic possibility to have thirty home runs. Oh yeah. Hoskins, yeah, Willie, Yellich, and William. And we'll yeah. see yeah. what Chirillo and Black do, too. This team has yeah. power, which they have missed a lot of recently. Yeah. They can be dangerous. And we've talked about how open the Central is. It just it, it yeah. just got a little better odds for Milwaukee. Yeah, But, uh, I, yeah, we can we can talk about the Grizz all day if you want to move on to the next <laughs> one. Agreed. Uh, Ryan, where do you want to pivot to, man? Ah, uh, man, let's go to... How about Washington, the Nationals? Because at one time he was a big, big name. Now he's kind of falling off a little bit. But Joey Gallo has signed a one-year deal for five million with the Washington Nationals. Love this move. These are the type of moves that a team like the Nationals have to do because hey, maybe it works out. You look at you look at last year they signed a guy who got non-tendered, bad year with the Tigers, Condelario, and he did excellent for him. He's one of the top trade bats on the market. And they got, I've got exactly what they got, but they got a good package for him. And again, they have the same chance to do it because Gallo, so much success. You know the game he brings to you. If he can pull out what he did with the, the Rangers a few years ago, then you have another good tra- trade trip. And hey, maybe th- maybe everything goes right for Washington this year. Maybe all the guys that they need to put it together James Woods, uh, Kiebert Ruiz, uh, Josiah Gray. James Wood, uh, there's a few other guys. Whatever, but they maybe they can be legit. Who knows? But regardless, this is a good move for the Nationals. It's only five million dollars too. You cannot lose if you're DC here.
1: Agreed. Uh, fun fact: Joey Gallo has played a lot of games in baseball. Um, in 900 games that he's played, and he's only played three at Nationals Park, so uh, expect to tally that number up a little bit. Nationals have had luck with bouncing back players as of late. So, uh, you mentioned obviously Candelario was a huge trade piece last year, and they're looking to do the same with Gallo, who slashed 177, 301, and 401. Um, not that long ago. So, uh, the the final note I've got on this is that Joey Gallo, obviously, I love the veteran presence. Um, a very very young team that can develop and I think that Joey Gallo is going to be able to provide that for a national a very, very young nationals team that is willing to develop a ton. And I like you mentioned, can't
0: lose if you're DC. Exactly. And that's the absolute best thing you can hope for. Is you cheap and cannot lose. It's perfect for the Nationals. A team who also cannot lose because their roster is Los Angeles Dodgers. We talk about them a lot, but they keep making moves, so we got to keep talking about them. James Paxton has signed a one-year deal worth $11 million to go to the uh, Dodgers starting rotation. How do you feel about this one?
1: This Dodgers depth is unbelievable. I'll flip it back on you. Ryan, is there still question marks in, the, in Los Angeles with this rotation?
0: There is, but it's a lot less question marks. Yes. You still have younger guys. You still have guys coming off injuries like Laznell Yamamoto has not pitched in the States. Bueller's coming off injury. There's questions for sure. But if you're the Dodgers, you still feel very, very good. And not everything has to go right, just everything can't go wrong.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I think there are still question marks as well. Uh, Bueller off of his second Tommy John. Glass now being closely monitored um, as we start the season. Uh, probably throughout the season, too. They don't want to you know, blow, blow that off. But I really think that this is I, – I can't believe the Dodgers aren't done yet. Like, honestly, I really thought that, like, we would stop by this point and, like, the Dodgers wouldn't make headlines for the rest of the winter and that we'd get to, you know, spring training and we could be like – Oh, yeah, like, I remember the Dodgers that we talked about for literally, like, the first, like, I don't know, like, literally, what, first month of the year into the new year? Like, it's bonkers. Um, The Dodgers, I hope, just run out of money at some point. I mean, we just have to stop talking about them. This is insane. I can't uh, believe I, the depth that I they don't- have.
0: I don't think they will run out Yeah. Money. I think they have unlimited money, and we saw and we've seen that all off season. If you do have one question mark with the Dodgers, I don't think it's rotation anymore. I think it's that shortstop right now. Your start starting shortstop is Miguel Rojas, and I mean he's a solid bench guy, sure, but he's not a guy I want starting every day out there.
1: Agreed. I uh, love the nickname Miggy Rowe, Just a great nickname, but unfortunately, uh, shortstop. You know, nickname does not equal good shortstop. Um, or a guy that I'd be willing to rely on. So I, although Miggy Rowe has a great nickname, uh, not a guy that I would be looking to put out there every day as
0: well. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we've talked about it a million times already this offseason. They're going to win the West Bar and absolutely something insane. It's can they get down the playoffs? And that's been their question mark for – what, since 2011? So just because we'll see, just always. because
1: I want a great laugh, I just really hope the Dodgers lose the West so we can just sit here and just point fingers and be like, you suck. You spent over a billion dollars and you God. still lost. That's going to be so fun. God,
0: that'd be funny. It's not going to happen, and, but we, it'll be fun. Yeah, absolutely not, <laughs> it, but it would be a lot of fun. Uh, how about the other team in L.A., the Angels, the definition of the little brother uh, for the Los Angeles Angels? They went in... Kind of re signed, you can call it that. Matt Moore, he was an angel last year. Uh, then he didn't finish the season as an angel, he was on like eight different teams. But Matt Moore is returning to the angels, I assume, as a reliever. He was a starter early in his career. But I mean, one year, nine million for the year he had. I mean, that's I think that's pretty good, especially when you look at the current market.
1: Yeah, if you ask Perry, um, Minasign, Minasian, uh, uh, the the quote that I loved off of his video press conference Tuesday, uh, we had a hard time in the sixth, seventh, eighth inning last year. Uh, I think our plus minus in those three innings was minus one, two, three. For us to win more games and especially compete, we have to be better in those middle innings. Uh, more obviously, a signing that will probably get you there. Uh, it's it's a good step in the right direction. Not a not a huge needle mover, but definitely a step in the right direction for uh, Los Angeles.
0: I think it's kind of the same as Gallo to the Nationals. You can't really lose on the deal. It's pretty cheap, uh, especially for an LA team. And he could be a pretty right. solid trade candidate, as we saw last year for what three different teams. So uh, yeah. I think it's a, it's a, another move where you can't really really lose.
1: Right. If you're sitting here with a spectrum like this, watch on the YouTube. I'm using like a hand visual here. You're dead in the middle. Like it's not like a it's not a huge thing. Um, there's, it's not one way or the other, uh, with the same thing with Gallo, You can't, I'd say it's a little over here. Like it's a little positive, but it's not as much. I, I would give, I give the gallo move over the more move, but eh, me personally.
0: Absolutely. I, I think Gallo is just a little bit of a bigger name. I remember Matt Moore back in, God, what was it, 2011. I'm pretty sure he was a high higher ranked prospect than like Trout and Harper, which is just insanity. I, I'm pretty sure I'm right about that. I'm wrong a lot, but I'm pretty certain I'm right about that one. But yeah, Gallo is just a bigger name. He's had more recent success, so I'm going to agree with you on that. For
1: sure. And then finally, Trey Mancini to the Marlins. Uh, thoughts on that one?
0: I mean, hey, it's a minor league deal. Again, we we talked about it like four different times already, but you can't lose. You can never lose a minor league deal, especially for a guy who's had as much success in the league as Trey Mancini has. He's always going to be remembered as a Baltimore Orioles legend. Uh, great career over in Baltimore. Sunskin, to Houston, Sunskin traded Houston back in 2022, struggled. Cubs got released by them. He signed a minor league deal with the Reds uh, mid-2023, never made it up, eventually got released. And here he is in Miami. And, Listen, this is a chance for him. Even though it's a minor league deal, he has a shot to make an impact in Miami, especially if he can bring back what he did with Baltimore. Miami, very open when it comes into that lineup. Uh, they still have not made a major league sign-in so far. So definitely a real chance for Mancini to bounce back in 24th, the Marlins. I love this move.
1: Yeah, I do too. Uh, Marlins basically have two bench spots. It's three if they decide to move on from Avisio Garcia. Um Obviously those spots for the taking. I would love to see him uh, make one of those, you know, take one of those spots. Uh, Mancini, a guy that it's just kind of hard not to root for. Uh, I love Trey Mancini. I've always been a fan. Uh, One of those guys that you just kind of root for him uh, because of his story and how he's got there. So uh, looking forward for the Marlins to, you know, hopefully Mancini plays. Uh, It'd be a lot of fun to see him back out there.
0: Absolutely. Just one of the better guys, even if you aren't, al east fan when he was in baltimore you were a fan of him i'm not saying you had his jersey on your back but everyone loves this guy he's just a great human and like you said a great story
1: absolutely ladies and gentlemen thanks for tuning in to another one uh a great episode talking everything as always you can go find the links in the description go find us on all the social medias all of the podcast platforms uh ladies and gentlemen thanks for listening again we will see you in the next episode